Welcome to the Building Healthy Organizations podcast. We understand how the human brain works and how that impacts behavior in the workplace. I'm glad you joined us today for our continued journey to understand how to build a healthy organization. Well, I want to continue this episode. Last time we talked about self-awareness as a category of emotional intelligence skills or EQ skills that can help us live a better life, a more enjoyable life, a more successful life, a more satisfying life. Well, now we turn to look at self-management. When you hear that term, self-management, what do you think of? Well, for our purposes today, it is the second major category of EQ skills, emotional intelligence skills. It is being more intentional with our choices so that we can get more desired outcomes, outcomes that we want to get. When you think of being triggered with an emotion and think of how we deal with that, it would be very easy to just react. It's easy to react to something. But is that really going to give us the outcomes that we want? Are we being intentional when we're just reacting? Usually, reacting is rapid and it isn't very well thought through. It isn't necessarily a bad thing, especially if you're in a situation where the triggering of emotions happens to save you from some type of bodily harm. So that makes sense. If you have fear because a big truck's coming at you in the street and your emotions kick in and you react immediately by jumping out of the way, that's a really good thing. There's nothing wrong with that. That is our survival instincts kicking in. The fight-flight-freeze reactions, they're just embedded as a part of our brain, uh, that houses our survival instincts. We've all experienced times in our lives where emotions have kicked in to limit harm to us, giving us the energy and the motivation to stay safe. And that's a good thing. However, in our world today, these types of reactions may not be the best response to everyday emotions rarely is fight, flight, or freeze a good thing at home or at work, barring extreme circumstances, and there may be some of those at times. Responding to emotions, emotions that we feel is usually a better way to go, there's real science in all of that. And Do you remember the old saying, or have you ever heard it, count to 10 when you're mad? The science around that is simply that when you're triggered and you get angry or mad, there's a flood of emotions that happens. And what it takes about six seconds 
for the intensity of that emotion to start to clear out of the brain so we can think more clearly. Well, that's kind of a precursor to making a good decision and making a good choice. And it really becomes a difference between do we immediately react or do we take a few seconds so that we can think more clearly and then we respond instead of just reacting. That doesn't mean that the emotions just completely go away. We're just talking about the intensity level of those emotions reducing. And that helps us access our, our higher thinking so we can make better choices and get the better outcomes that we want. Most of this episode today is coming out of a small section of an online course I'm creating. And that online course is called Understanding Your Own EQ or Emotional Intelligence. It'll be available in early March of 2023. You can go to our website and look for it. Our website is eqfit.org. And you can look in the store and sometime in the first part of 2023, March of 2023, we will have that up on the, on the store for you. Why am I doing this? I've been in organizational development most of my life. Uh, part of that in sales, uh, I've been in management, leadership, ownership, own different companies to have healthy teams and organizations and all of those things, it starts with healthy people. And to be healthy, you have to be emotionally healthy as well because emotions will drive so much of the impact on your life. If you think about pretty much everything in our lives has some emotional component to it and probably a pretty large emotional component. So I want to expand out past the organizational development stuff into personal development because that's where things start. And whether you're a stay-at-home parent or a student or a teacher or a CEO or a manager or a leader or someone that's working with their hands all day, doesn't really matter what you do in life. All of us are created in the same way. Our brains work in the same way. And if we can create a better emotional environment to live in by learning these skills and growing and developing these skills, then we have an excellent opportunity to be successful, to be satisfied, to be agile, to be more resilient, and many other things. So that is the whole purpose behind this focus. And we will be focused on personal development for the next few months. It's that important, especially in our world today. The rapid pace of change, the uncertainty that is just about everywhere, the constant increasing complexity in our world today. All of that adds to the emotional burden that we carry. I've got an ongoing survey 
that I was talking with a group of leaders about the other day. And it's fascinating because one of the questions I'm asking, not inside the survey, but when I'm coaching people and working with them, one of the questions I'm asking right now is on a scale between one and 10, with 10 being the very highest level, how much emotional load or emotional burden do you think you're carrying right now? Well, I can tell you that one organization I'm working with, with a team that is very well suited to each other, that works together very well, that really has excellent team dynamics. Do you want to guess what the average number is for that team of people? As well adjusted as they are, as well as they work together, as healthy as that team is and as productive as that team is, the number is 8.5 out of 10. That is a very high amount of emotional burden that those people are carrying. And I'll bet it's not that much different from a lot of people that are listening to this, a lot of people in our world today. There is something you can do about it. And that's what this is all about. So as we start to explore this concept of self-management, I really want to get into some of the specific skills themselves in that category of self-management that could be helpful to you. Self-management is a set of EQ skills and competencies that help us to be more intentional with our choices. Or as Six Seconds, the emotional intelligence company says, being smarter with emotions. There are different elements within self-management. Call them competencies, call them skills, whatever you want. But let's focus in on those and how they might help us. What if? Let's start with what if thinking. We probably all know what it means if we use the what if approach to our thinking and deciding. If I do this, then that might happen. If I choose this, then this might be the outcome. This process, this what-if process, allows us to think through different scenarios before we make a final decision and move forward. This also allows us to come up with options and then make a decision about which option might be the best. This is a good thing most of the time. When is it not a good thing? When it causes us to be stuck. Being stuck is actually a choice, to be honest about it. While we cannot control all of the things around us in our lives, we can control our choices, our efforts, and our attitude. I'm sure you've heard terms like, you're overthinking this, or you're ruminating on this. Every strength has a shadow. This is where self-awareness can help us to keep on track and be intentional 
about making those choices in a timely manner. So what's the next skill in emotional intelligence, in this this area of self-management? Well, the next one is navigating, navigating emotions. How well do you navigate your emotions? Not just yours, but those you experience from other people. Obviously, some emotions will be more difficult to navigate than others. This element of self-management is critical. If every emotion derails you, disrupts what you're trying to do, takes you off of focus, then it's going to be very hard to be productive and it's going to limit what you'll be able to do. So the ability to navigate and understand when I say navigate, I'm not talking about suppressing emotions. I'm not talking about shoving emotions down. And I'm also not talking about wearing all of your emotions on your sleeve and just expressing them in any kind of way you want to. That's not navigating emotions. Navigating emotions allows us to take the energy and information that we receive from emotions and repurpose those for better outcomes. Navigating emotions is key to our ability to practice self-management. The bridge between simply reacting versus responding to something that generates emotions in us is built on the strength of our ability to navigate those emotions. Let me say that again, maybe in a little different way. The bridge between reacting and responding depends on our ability, how strong our ability is to navigate those emotions. The less strength we have, the easier it will be simply to react. The stronger our ability to navigate emotions, the better chance we have of making more intentional decisions by choosing to respond instead of just react. Well, the next one I want to talk about is motivation. And I'm talking primarily internal motivation, your internal generator of energy, which is your internal motivation. Have you ever asked yourself where motivation even comes from? Well, if you stop and think about it, like most people, you probably come up with something like, well, it comes from inside of me, or I am motivated or demotivated by something that happens to me. Well, while both of these have some truth to them, it's really a little more complicated than that. I want to recognize a really good friend of mine by the name of Daphne Berniker. Uh, Daphne has done some very, very deep work in the area of motivation. Daphne has created a tool called the EQ Plus Motivation Profile, and it is unique and truly cutting edge in measuring several critical components of motivation. If you want to learn more about this, go to the Six Seconds website. That's the number six seconds, S-E-C-O-N-D-S dot O-R-G. 
and check it out. It's a fascinating tool that will help all of us better understand our driving forces uh, around motivation, our motivation style, uh, and really how we approach the outside world when it comes to motivation and energy from within us. At the heart of motivation are some key elements that you might not think of. So what are those? Well, first, we all have a set of beliefs about ourselves and our place in the world that we believe to be true. And in essence, those beliefs become the beliefs that we create the rules that we live by. So we have this set of beliefs, what we believe to be true about ourselves and our place in the world. From those, we create a set of rules that we live by. And then those beliefs and rules actually create our self-talk. And we know self-talk is a very powerful force in our lives. Well, if you think of motivation and what it's all about, the internal motivation, that process starts to make a lot of sense because what we believe determines how we approach life, which determines our self-talk, how we reinforce those things in our lives and how we speak to ourselves. And that can either give you energy or it can take energy away. And I think we've all experienced both sides of that coin. The last EQ skill I want to talk about or competency I want to talk about in this self-management category is simply optimism. This is authentic optimism. How do we define that? It's defined by looking toward the future with hope and possibility. Kind of makes sense, right? There is no way to fake this and get the results that can sustain long-term success and satisfaction. Optimism itself is probably one of the most important competencies of emotional intelligence. It has a massive impact on the emotional environment you choose to live in. Optimism facilitates higher cognitive functions whereas pessimism tends to block those things. What do I mean by higher cognitive functions? Critical thinking, problem solving, abstract thinking, numerical reasoning, creating things, innovating, strategic thinking. If you think about it, when you're optimistic, it almost opens your mind up to other and new possibilities and allows you to be more innovative and creative and think at higher levels where if you're pessimistic and it's almost like you're shutting down and you shut down those, those higher thinking capabilities. So if you want to enjoy life and work more, optimism is an accelerator to achieve that. So now that we've talked about four different skills under the self-management category in EQ skills and or competencies. 
What do we do with those? How do we put those into practice? Self-management in action. What does it look like? I want you to think of these EQ skills that we've talked about as a toolbox. The more that you practice with the different tools, the greater skill that you're going to develop. If you've ever watched someone building a house or building something with their hands, you'll probably pick up fairly quickly what level of expertise that they're applying. Are they a beginner or a novice? Are they, you know, kind of a apprentice or a journeyman? Or are they truly a master craftsman? I think if we could all work toward that master craftsman status when it comes to our emotional intelligence skills, it doesn't mean we're going to use them perfectly all the time. That's not the way it works. But the more that we practice with these, the more we use them, the more we learn from them, the more we can see what works and what doesn't work and how we can apply them in different ways and how we can combine them to get different results or better results. Why is all of this important? So let me ask you this. Do you want to improve in any of the following areas? Relationships, effectiveness, well-being, balance in your life, focus, energy, leadership, decision-making, problem-solving, critical thinking, agility, resilience, connection, trust building. And those are just a few. There are many more areas of your life that you could improve in if you wanted to through these skills. Well, if you answered yes to any of those, then growing in your self-management EQ skills is a great way to improve the area that you want to improve. Self-management is the key to putting these skills into practice so you can get the outcomes that you desire. I want to close with this. All of this that we've talked about today will help each of us move further down our success pathway in life and in work if we will apply ourselves and commit ourselves to growing these skills. This is not soft skills, although many people will call it that. These are human skills. They're some of the most impactful and powerful skills you will ever learn. The ability to connect with people and collaborate with them at higher levels and in, in deeper ways allows us to get more pleasure out of life, get more pleasure out of our work, to help others, to serve others, to be there to guide others when they need it, to coach them, to be a mentor, 
to, to be a student. All of those skills in self-management are critical if we want to move ourselves further down that success pathway for our lives. I hope that you'll stay with us as we continue to look at these different areas of personal development that will allow each of us to grow, to prosper, and to thrive. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Building Healthy Organizations by EQFIT. We do understand how the human brain works and how that impacts behavior and performance in the workplace. We also love hearing your suggestions and ideas. If you have a topic you'd like us to cover, please send us an email at info at gscfit.com. For more information and inspiration, check us out on YouTube, Facebook, LinkedIn, and of course our website, eqfit.org.